Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let Leaving Nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Thank you for joining God Friends, an episode that provides perspective on friendship, trust, and connection. It was once said, a good friend is a connection to life, a tie to the past, a road to the future, and the key to sanity in a totally insane world. So today's episode is centered on quality connection. The guiding principle, connection, is specific to surrounding yourself with individuals that inspire and encourage you. Recognizing that as our life experiences change, so will our friendships. We are going to explore different types of friendship, how technology has impacted social interaction, and ways to build more meaningful and lasting relationships. As I mentioned, life experiences definitely impact our interactions. To illustrate this point, I would use the example of how COVID-19 has transformed the way we interact with our family and friends. Social distancing has limited our face-to-face interaction with the majority of the people we typically spend time with. It has also forced us to consider other methods for spending time together. Some of my favorite TV shows highlight the interaction amongst friends. Can you imagine what the series Friends would have looked like if social distancing was required? Where would everyone sit if only one person could sit on the couch? Or Seinfeld, Kramer and George in masks? Okay, the visualization sounds a little comical, but really? Human interaction is the foundation of all quality relationships and the majority of the TV sitcoms that we've all grown to love over the years. So for today, as we explore our real-life relationships, I would like you to think about friendships in a staged approach. The four stages of friendship are strangers. Basically, I don't know you. At some point, everyone aside from our parents were strangers. Think about the number of introductions you've had in your lifetime. This reality is pretty staggering. Then there's acquaintances. This is basically, I know of you. These are the individuals that we have been introduced to or interacted with personally or professionally. This also leads to the common greeting of, have we met? Third, we have our casual friends. So basically, this is, I know you. We have a relationship. It may be on the surface. However, we have interacted enough to be called friends. And then lastly, we have our close friends. This is more of, I understand you. These are the people in our inner circle, or as I like to call them, my tribe. These are the individuals that inspire and encourage us. These are also the relationships we tend to prioritize. For this one, we'll also assume that anyone that owns the title of BFF resides on the top of your close friends list. According to a poll conducted by Gallup, the average American will have eight to nine close friends in their lifetime. Another statistic that they shared is that one in 10 people have no friends. 
Let's pause here for a moment. Do either of these numbers surprise you? Before we move on, here are a few other numbers to consider as we explore the topic of friends in the technology and app-based world that we're living in. In the first quarter of 2020, Facebook reported over 2.6 billion active members, or as founder Mark Zuckerberg fondly calls them, potential friends. To level set, Instagram has 1 billion active users, and LinkedIn is just over 500 million. Again, I would ask, do any of these numbers surprise you? This is also where I'd ask, how are you making friends? Another study shares that 45% of Americans say it's hard to make friends as an adult. The reasons vary from family commitments, moving to new cities, or not having hobbies conducive to making friends. Being introverted or shy was also cited as a reason for not making new friends since adolescent years. Do any of these sound familiar to you? I personally struggled with relocation and being in constant transition as well as building trust. While trust wasn't mentioned specifically, I am certain it is a consideration for many people. I've never had an issue making a stranger an acquaintance or an acquaintance a casual friend. However, I have lacked the ability to allow people to get to know me well enough to call them close friends. Allowing people to get close to me meant that they could potentially hurt me. Being vulnerable is a skill I have learned. However, it definitely didn't come naturally. Being in an abusive marriage created some deep insecurities and trust issues for me. Looking back, I now realize I built unconscious barriers to keep people out. I focused all my energy on my children and my work colleagues. I suppose they were the safer relationships. I also felt my personal performance would buffer the need to expose my past or any personal inadequacies. So I spent years as a single mother and moving from place to place before I found a true friendship. The sense of support and compassion were life-changing once I allowed somebody in. My fear of being hurt didn't exist in the relationship and it provided me a safe place where I could just be me. The individual is still one of my closest friends today. Without her, I wouldn't have this amazing tribe. And she also taught me that friendship really does bring joy and happiness that is far greater than the risk of being hurt. Knowing great friendships will look different for everyone, I would advise to be patient and let it happen naturally. Being a good friend also requires that you are self-aware and willing to listen, and most importantly, stay connected. This brings me to the topic of technology and the world of digital connections. Social media friendships are a bit more complex as you can be someone's friend and still be a stranger. How do you bridge the cyber gap within the friendship stages? How do we get to know someone online? Is it a real relationship or an illusion of a friendship? Sherry Turkle, the author of the book Alone Together, says, Networked we are together, but so lessened our expectations of each other that we can feel utterly alone, and there is the risk that we come to see each of us as objects to be accessed, valuing only the parts that we find useful, comforting, and amusing. Her reflections are thought-provoking. Has life on the internet caused us to lower our expectations of each other and how we connect? 
Do we engage only to validate or comfort ourselves? A disturbing consequence for our technological advancements. We've all been there waiting for someone to like your photo or follow your page. It's social acceptance. If we didn't want the acknowledgement or attention, we wouldn't post. Social media has provided us a platform for staying in touch indirectly, visual connection through pictures, videos, and advertisements, which ultimately lends to being entertainment. Yet it'll bring us to our knees when we question the intentions of a comment, a friend request, or we read a post that doesn't align with our own values. Why? Why do we emotionally depend on this connection? Because as humans, we need it. Similar to the story I shared previously, we need a support system. We need a genuine connection with other human beings. Social connection can lower anxiety and depression, help us regulate our emotions, lead to higher self-esteem and empathy, and it actually improves our immune system. By neglecting our need to connect, we put our health and our happiness at risk. So how do we keep ourselves grounded in real and meaningful relationships? In the book, Belong, Radha Akral shares, to feel connected to anything in life, participation is key. She also shares, belonging is about shared values and responsibility and the desire to participate in making your community better. Now, community is what you make it. It could be your broader network, local community, interest groups, or close circle of friends. The key message is really participate. If you are rolling your eyes right now and saying, yeah, right, when, this message is for you. The power of the present, my friend, this is the time and the time is now. Pick up the phone and call that friend that you've been thinking about. Schedule a virtual happy hour or schedule a social distancing party in your backyard. Chairs can be positioned six feet apart pretty much anywhere. I also challenge you to send a text message to your tribe and schedule time to connect. The truth is, you need it, they need it. Make time to get your friend fixed. Our last subject today is a little more complicated. What if you or someone you know is a part of that one in ten that doesn't have any friends? It's time to make them. Here are some popular methods for getting outside of your comfort zone to make some new friends. To get yourself started, realize your fear is in your head. The first step is to develop a healthy mental image of meeting new people. We need to let go of being concerned about making a good impression or whether the person will like us or ways that we need to keep the conversation going. Recognizing that 99% of people are too busy being concerned about these things themselves to pay attention. Start with people you know. Reach out to your acquaintances. See if there are cliques you can join. Get to know your friends' friends and accept invitations to socialize. Another piece is to get yourself out there. Join meeting groups or attend workshops or courses. All of these are currently available in virtual formats. I would also encourage you, when possible, to volunteer or go to parties and events. It's important that you take the first step. Once you're out there with people around you, someone has to make the first move. If the other person or party doesn't initiate a conversation, take the first step. 
share something about yourself, and then give the other person a chance to share about themselves. Pick an easy topic, like asking how their day or week is going. I promise once the ice is broken, it'll be easier to connect. I would also share to be open. Don't judge and open your heart. Let them in. This is not always an easy thing to do, but in my experience, it's worth it. Behaviors in building new connections are very similar to sustaining the existing ones. Allowing great people to accompany you on your journey of life is critical to your happiness and your success. So I'll leave you with an example of how connection and friendship made a huge difference in my life. Back in the late 90s, I was living in an area where I had no family and few friends. I found out that I needed to have a medical procedure done. This would also require that I would need a ride home and that someone would have to help by picking up my kids. This was a time in my life that I refused to ask for help. I was headstrong and I thought I could do it on my own. The day prior, I casually mentioned the appointment and my concern to one of the other mothers at school. She offered to help. This amazing lady drove me to my appointment, waited while my procedure was done, and drove me home. Once we were back at my apartment, she picked up my kids, my prescription, and dinner. I was emotional as I thanked her for her kindness. She responded with, that's what friends are for. No surprise, we're still friends today. So until next time, success buddies, stop by my website at CandiceWilly.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter or follow me at CandiceWilly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career. 